The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So what sort of changes then, Jess, did you see, if any, with your blood sugar once you fell pregnant? Um, you know, I was actually really low, um, in the very first few weeks and I kind of knew I was like, okay, something's up. I'm, I don't know what's going on. I didn't know I was pregnant at the time, but I was low. Like I would drink a full soda, no big deal. And I would still be around like 90. And normally now I would be like skyrocketed to 400, (laughs) you know? But I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm kind of eating everything in sight right now and I'm not spiking. Um, And then obviously other normal things, you know, you don't get your period, those those kinds of things. Um, But I was like, why am I constantly low? Like, what's going on? Um, So then I took a pregnancy test and sure enough. And then I actually asked my doctor, like, okay, like, what's going on? why am I constantly low? I thought it was like insulin resistance. And the doctor told me that you actually develop more insulin when you are first pregnant, like in the first few weeks, probably from like week two to week, maybe 12. Um, So that's like really the first trimester. Um, They said you actually start to develop insulin, like your pancreas kind of starts to work again, which was yeah. pretty crazy to hear. <laughs> it's kind of like a another honeymoon phase. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, how long is this going to last? And they're like, oh, no, it only lasts for about six to seven weeks just because you're like, your body's on overdrive pretty much. Mm. And you're obviously making a baby, you're making a human. So your body's like, okay, like, let's go. We're, we're doing it. And then it starts to slow down and <laughs> not work again. <laughs> Yeah, if only you could work like that all the time. Yeah, if that was the case, I would be pregnant all the time, but <laughs> that is not the case. <laughs> so if you then, Jess, were kind of like consistently on the lower end, mm-hmm. you were obviously taking a lot less insulin during that time. Oh, yeah, like almost none. It was it was kind of concerning, but very felt very good at the same time because I wasn't 
you know, overloading on insulin, kind of like a normal day, like corrections and all that. Like I never corrected. I took nothing more than, or no more than I want to say maybe four units when normally I would take, you know, six to seven units Mm. of insulin with, with a meal or a snack or whatever. Um, so that's when it kind of was like, Hmm, like what's going on? Like something's, something's happening. I don't know what it is. And then, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, wow, like that, that makes sense. Um, you know, and then you get into second trimester and then third trimester and third trimester is when the insulin resistance really kicks in. That was when it was really hard. Hmm. So it was almost like your blood sugar was telling you you were pregnant before anything else was. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, <laughs> does not surprise me because diabetes is crazy. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That, that makes total sense. <laughs> so did you then, and I know we're going to go through the different trimesters because I know you mm-hmm. obviously had different impacts on your bloods, but still with the first one, with the lows, did you realize that something was up because you were consistently having hypos or you were just on the lower end of in range? Uh, a little bit of both, mainly having a lot more hypos. Um, I'm pretty, I was pretty consistent. Like I said before, um, getting pregnant, you know, working out, eating really well. Um, I was just in a good place mentally. So I was like pretty consistent. And then all of a sudden it was like, I could not stay above 70. Like I was constantly 70 for probably like two weeks. And even my husband was like, man, like you are just pounding through these, you know, orange juices or these apple juices. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, and you know, sometimes that does happen about a week before I'm about to start my menstrual cycle. So like that wasn't a huge thing, but when it went for like two to three weeks, then that's when I was like, okay, something's going on. Something's different. Mm. And just to put that into perspective, so 70 is milligrams per deciliter. And for anybody who doesn't use milligrams per deciliter, that equates to 3.8 millimoles. So obviously that's still, that's still low just so I can calculate because other people use different, um, different measurements. So I I didn't know that. So that's, that taught me. There you go. Look, you're learning something on this podcast too. Yes, I love it. (laughs) So did you find yourself then, Jess, like incrementally reducing your insulin or did you suddenly make that change because you were low so frequently? Um, I found myself just slowly giving myself less and less insulin and kind of being like a, an experiment on myself because Mm. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go super low. And, um, you know, like I said, I was at a, I was serving at a, as a bartender at that time. So I didn't want to go to work and, you know, drop so low that I didn't have time to catch it and end up in the doctors or the hospital. So I was like, okay, let's give myself one less unit or maybe two less units and kind of see. And then I was doing almost no units for meals, which was just so crazy and and scary to think because now it's like, okay, four or five units is normal for me. Um, And, you know, and not taking insulin for a meal is pretty scary, but like I said, at the time, it was just uh, more of an experiment. So I wouldn't drop below 40 or 50. <laughs> mm. So how then did you, I suppose, make the adjustment into the second trimester? Because if you're saying the first one was being consistently low, you were trying to eat more, take less insulin. How did you find yourself coming into the next one? 
Um, the second trimester for me personally was a little bit more consistent of how I was, you know, before being really low all the time. Um, it was, uh, for numbers, you know, between a hundred and one eighty. like that was so consistent for me that, um, I was like, okay, this feels normal. And that's a lot of people that I have talked to that are type one and pregnant or have been pregnant. They say second trimester is a breeze. It's easy. You're out of like the being sick and like having morning sickness and that kind of stuff. Like you're out of that stage. Um, which let me tell you, morning sickness is not the business with diabetes. It's not easy. Um, <laughs> but I only imagine. yeah, it was not fun. Um, but second trimester was, like I said, a breeze, super easy, very consistent, still really good, uh, management on blood sugars. And, uh, it was, it was a lot easier than first trimester. So a lot less work, more consistent yes. bloods. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just to go back there on the morning sickness, Jess, how did you manage that? Because obviously if we are getting sick as type one diabetics, it's like, it makes us a lot more at risk from potential complications purely just from getting sick frequently. So mm-hmm. how did you manage that? Or was that more concerning for you? That was probably more concerning for me because, um, you know, it would be at the time where my husband was at work and I was by myself. Um, so that was like a little bit scary for me. And, um, I would just find, so the only thing I found personally was bagels. I could keep bagels down everything else. I could not keep down. Um, and it was just in the first few weeks, you know, sickness is totally normal. Um, but bagels with cream cheese was the only thing I could keep down. So I would only take a few units and I would just sit and do nothing. Cause I felt like if I were to go for a walk or go to the gym, I just couldn't do that (laughs) to, uh, not go into too much detail. Um, I just couldn't keep anything down. So I found something that I could, and I actually found out that my prenatals that I were take that I was taking were making me sick. They were too strong for, uh, I guess my body and like how much I weigh, you know, I don't weigh, I didn't weigh very much at the time and it was just too much vitamin too much for me. So I had to get a lower dose and that helped a lot too was to get a lower dose and like less vitamins, which sounds, sounds kind of silly, but it was, that's what was actually making me very sick. Was there a light bulb moment for you that you thought it's, it's those, it's the medication, it's the pills that's making me sick. Mm -hmm. Or how did you realize that? Yeah, no, it was a total light bulb. Um, I remember eating, I like, I had a routine. I would wake up, drink a little bit of coffee and have a bagel and take my prenatals um, when I would eat my bagel so it wouldn't upset my stomach. And then one day, and I'm like, man, why am I still getting sick? Like, what the heck? And I realized that I didn't eat a bagel at that time. I just took my prenatals, um, I think because I had to run an errand or something. So I just took them and and went. And I was like, that's what it is. That's 100% why I do not feel good. And that's what's making me sick are these dang prenatals (laughs) so it almost kind of fixed it for you to a a certain extent when you reduced the dose yep absolutely 
And I just called my doctor and just said, hey, I think these are making me sick. And they're like, well, they kind of, you know, asked some questions. Which one were you taking? Where did you get them? Those kinds of things. And I told them like, oh, yeah, just go get a, you know, normal lower dose. And that's exactly what I did. Hmm. So that's something that people should look out for or keep an eye on if and when they're pregnant, just to be sure that it, it could have an impact. Yeah, I think because, you know, with the hormones and everything that's changing inside of your body on top of diabetes, it could be the littlest thing that is like messing you up. And mine just happened to be the prenatal. So, you know, it's, you kind of got to question everything because you're, you're throwing in all these new things, you know, the hormones, the, the, you're literally making a human, like it's crazy. Um, so you got to, do all the factors and then kind of do process of elimination and then figure out what, what it is. And while you were going through this period, how were your blood sugars reacting to that? To being sick? Yeah. Um, they were low, like I said, in the first okay. trimester, cause that's, that's where, um, you know, the morning sickness really happens and they were just, they were low. And like I said, when I, the only thing I could keep down was a bagel and that's what kept me you know, if I were to get sick, I wouldn't plummet to 40 or 50. I would stay pretty consistent around, you know, maybe 90 or 100. And I would still be able to <laughs> get sick, but still be okay. <laughs> okay. So stock up on bagels for the next time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.